You're listening to Culture Camp. Tune in each week to hear from an amazing lineup of athletes, CEOs, founders, and more who have created winning cultures in their organization. Each will share the secrets to creating a culture in your business that will lead you to thrive. Are you ready? Here's your host, Jason Haugen. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Culture Camp. You guys got just me today. I hope you're all having a fantastic day. I hope it is the best day of your life. Um, but we're going to get into what's been going on in Jason's life. Like, it's been kind of crazy. My life has been super, super hectic. Um, really, 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 really crazy stuff going on. And I'm just going to, you know, own some truths today. We're going to talk some some fun. We're going to, you know, we're gonna, it's going to be just a great episode that I've been very, very excited to, to talk to you all about. And yeah, so... You know, life has been kind of crazy. We are selling some dealerships up in Oregon, and this has been kind of a hectic, hectic, hectic time. But I want to talk about, you know, what's been going on at least more, you know, kind of what led up to us, you know, having to sell these dealerships or, you know, possibly now not having to sell a dealership, which is a great story. Um, But really, you know, in the last while, I've been distracted. Um, You know, a lot of you guys know what I've been doing and we don't have to name names or get anything, but I've been super, super distracted. And I've learned so much in the last, you know, year, you know, six months, six weeks in particular. And like the business has completely transformed in the last six, six weeks. But I, I made a lot of mistakes and I did a lot of things that I shouldn't have. And just me not knowing and me being a little bit, you know, um, you know, inexperienced, you could say in a lot of the things in business, but the RV dealership specifically. So um, you know, one cool thing about COVID is it created this amazing need and want for RVs. And when we, you know, we, we bought our first dealership in 18, you know, we had a, a good year in 19 or a, I wouldn't even say a good year. We barely made money in 19. And then we thought we were so good. We went and bought a bunch more dealerships in 2020 and right in you know March in 2020. So we closed on those February 1st, 2020. And then in March, 2020, we, you know, COVID hit. And so then all of a sudden there was this craze like going on. Everybody's buying RVs. Like there was no, I mean, we had, you know, 500 in stock down to nothing in like a month. It was just crazy. I remember, I think it was May, 2020. We did more business in that month than I had ever done in all the years combined. Like it's just crazy. And it was just, you know, all this stuff. So what I went and did is I went and created a company that, you know, really focused on the culture, really focused on processes and really like really focused on just the support of all this revenue coming in because it was just crazy and barbaric and in you know 21 you know 20 that was good 21 that was good and 22 that that was not good you know in 22 a lot of things happen with the interest rates all these different things we can get into a different story or another time when we get into you know maybe a financial episode but that that need and that kind of craze disappeared and so me thinking that how you work things is like like you know savings which you know i always thought hey save your way to a million which is impossible i didn't know if you guys knew that but it's really really hard to save your way to a million dollars so i got more interested in the policy you know the 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 processes the sops like everything that has to support the business while at the same time getting distracted with a bunch of other things that honestly were just fake and false and definitely not real and that's a very very long story and which caused the business in 2023 to start to decline. And I didn't really realize what I should be doing and what was going on until very, very recently when I found out 
you know, some things and like, you know, getting super, super hyper focused and just focusing on, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing as a business owner. One thing, I think the biggest thing that I want to talk about today is like that winning culture and that culture in a business where it's a winning culture versus like, you know, a, where it's so focused on like everybody gets a trophy and different And I hate to even say that because there's so much, but where I was more focused on people's citizenship grades than the A's and B's of the class, where I was more focused on, you know, not having to go get the revenue and going back to like what I created this business, I created that, that machine in the background, but I never realized how you go get the revenue. And it's just recently how I realized like sales processes. I mean, if you would have interviewed me, you know, nine months ago and you asked me our sales process, I would have no idea, which is just freaking embarrassing. I can't believe I would tell you guys this. And so not understanding really how my business is working and what's going on and all these different things, it caused me to not really focus on them because I thought they were being taken care of and realizing people were in the wrong seats and I was more focused on the citizenship grades and I wasn't being a true CEO and looking at the numbers like I should have, or I was more focused on, you know, like I said, those citizenship grades. And so that winning culture, I want to talk, I have a little sort of like, so recently, it depends on when you're, uh, you're listening to this, um, Colorado just beat TCU. Colorado is coached by um, Deion Sanders. At the Texas high school he was at, they hadn't won. They were not very good, and they they won um, four state championships in a row. At Jackson State, they weren't that good, and they won a championship. Now I'm freaking. Now I'm not going to say they won a national championship at Colorado, but Colorado they only won two games last year. They already beat um, they you know TCU who, who was in the national title. When Deion Sanders came into that organization last year, and I know this for a fact because I actually know one of my really good buddy of mine, like family for like just my brother. I actually went to lunch with him today. Um, he actually coached with Dion at this Texas high school. And he was the chaplain there. He's a pastor. Um, but he was a chaplain there. We went to lunch today. Um, just doing amazing things. And so he's actually close with the family, coached the kids all the way up through there. Like just did a bunch of stuff. Was it with them for three years until they went to Florida, I think at Jackson State, wherever, wherever that Jackson college was sorry i'm not up on all my stuff but when dion went to colorado he told everybody like this is how i want it, and all these things like very very strict like dion you know when my buddy was explaining today dion is the nicest guy in the world like he will put he will give the shirt off his back he was always taking out the trashes he was always doing the things that no one else wanted to do he just did whatever it took to win to create the culture he bought in he did everything he was he was just that guy that you would you would die for you would play for in that organization and like, that is like magic right there. Like, I, I don't, I didn't realize, you know, until maybe today I was talking to my buddy for, you know, an hour, hour and a half at lunch about really what that meant as a leader and having like leader, even if you're not like a leader of many, many people, but being a leader and being in a position like that and getting people to perform and do things they maybe wouldn't regularly do or do, you know, so just Dion comes into Colorado he tells everybody, this is how it's going to be. The majority of the team bounces. They leave because they don't want to be held to these. They don't want to be held accountable. They want all these things, whatever. We got to think about it. Two games. They won two games. Like, two games. And, like, I think like, Utah beat them by, like, freaking insane. Like, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 points. Some of that I can't remember. But it was a beating. They won two games last year. So when Dion comes in and says, hey, this is the new, how it's going to be. And then you got all these people say, no, I don't want to be a part of it. You know, I don't want to be held accountable. Well, that's that mindset of how you win two games. And so when he came in, he told everybody, everybody, a bunch of people left. 
And then a whole new you know, student body came in that wanted to be there, wanted to play, wanted to be held accountable. Dion is strict. You do everything he asks you to do, all these different things. And like to the best of your ability. And if you don't do not do that, he is not afraid to cut you, not afraid to cut you. And there's, and you know, and then they just beat TCU. And so when I think about that and reflect, like I was driving, I, I drove, I've been driving a lot lately because we've been transporting trailers, which we'll get into a little bit of, you know, what's going on with the company. But, um, you know, I was thinking about that and I was like, wow, like when you talk about culture and you talk about this winning culture and you talk about, you know, maybe like, like leadership and culture matters, but at the end of the day, like you need results and you have to perform because that is a winning culture. Like that's, that's the magic of it. That is what a good culture is, a great culture, a winning culture. And I think as like, I got a little bit distracted on getting so focused on like coaching and doing this and doing that, that I had a bunch of the players, a bunch of people in, in, in wrong seats, or maybe not even really helping them or coaching them in what they actually should be doing as part of their job. You know, instead of helping them, maybe, I'm, you know, I'm helping them build, I always say you build a better person, you build a better company, but at the end of the day, you do need those results. You do need to be good at what you do. Like you need to be good. Like we need to be good at selling trailers. We need to be good at servicing trailers, selling parks. All, like there's a million things that are dealerships. We need to be good at those things. If you're a real estate agent, you have to be actually good. Like I don't care how good of a person you are or how much leadership you have, all these different things. Like if you suck at the paperwork and you're not really a good agent and you don't go to battle for your, your clients, then like, like those clients aren't really going to be there long-term. Like people need results. They need that, like that, that fight. Like they, they, they need, you know, what they need you for. Like if you're an accountant and you're like, you keep screwing things up, but you're a really good person. Like people probably aren't going to be, you know, in a, in a, you know, using your services for a long time. So I got, I, I admittedly, like my culture killed my business because I was so focused on the wrong things instead of performance culture and a winning culture. I was more, well, even when I talked about it, like the epiphanies that happened in the last six weeks have been crazy because now I'm being coached by, you know, personally by some really, really high, you know, really, really great individuals that are teaching me like really what it means, you know, dealership specific stuff. And I'm like, my mind is blown because I was so focused on those, on those like citizenship grades, if you will, than than the results. And people like to be held accountable. I'm actually like, contrary to what you might think, but I like being held accountable. Like I, I would say that I'm a relatively fit person and I know how to work out. I know how to eat. And, you know, my family has always used this, this gym and this personal trainer that's, you know, fairly close to our house, I mean, my house and our family's house. And um, this great individual, he's actually been a, a guy on my podcast, Cameron Brown. Go back and listen to the episode. This guy's mindset stuff on fitness is incredible. But Cam, like, great person. I never used Cameron until way after that episode because I was like, hey, I got to have a change. I got to be held, you know, accountable by somebody. And so just those simple meetings that go in, like, those training, you know, those check-ins, I've lost, like, 30 pounds. And I'm down 7%. I'm down to 7% body fat from 24% body fat in six, like, or I started in November of 2022. And just by being held accountable and someone checking up on me. Now my diet is a little bit different because I'm, I care because of those check-ins. And so me, like I've done bodybuilding competition. Like I've done, I feel no, I felt like I know, knew what I was talking about, but then now being held accountable as someone and having those check-ins and having those weekly up, you know, bi-weekly updates or, you know, the things that I'm doing. And then you log into the app and all these different things and tracking food and all that. 
it has held me accountable to another level that I am taking my fitness and my health to another level. And I have never, like I've felt, never felt better. I've never been more flexible. I like, this is my back. I've, if you know me, I've had the worst back problems. I've been, I've had more epidurals and different things in my back than I can even name. And I've had zero of that in the last like six, six, seven months when I've gotten my body fat down. So but, but people like to be held accountable and they like to be a part of that winning culture. I feel like in my fitness journey right now, I'm winning. Like I got a six pack. I feel like if I feel the best I felt, I'm eating the best I felt. My gut problems are no more, which if you know me, I'm sorry. I've been having, you know, I always had these gut problems, but it's just those things that I thought like, well, one, you know, I spent a little money, got some tests and different things of what my body was digesting, not digesting and my allergies and different things like that. So I got all that dialed in, which I a hundred percent recommend. And I've just taken it to, to the next level from when, like right now, like I definitely feel like with very little effort, I could probably go compete. And that just sounds crazy because of what I did to compete last time is I almost killed myself, um, literally. And so people like to be held accountable. And so when you have that winning culture and you have that, like that standard, but it's not just a winning culture, but you're holding people accountable within the culture, you're holding people accountable within their job, it makes people want to perform better. A good friend of mine, I've gotten to know him super well, Andy Elliott. <clears throat> His team is actually training a lot of my sales guys. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, getting mentored by him. You know, him and I text back and forth daily. You know, we're always chatting, all these different things. Like his his culture or something, if you look on social media and online, like it's wild. Like he has the crazy requirements to, to work for him and all these different things. But then you go talk to all of his employees, you go talk to his team, they love what they do. They love their environment. They love being held accountable. And then everybody on their sales team, same thing. Now it's, you know, high reward. Like they're all, it's crazy energy, crazy, like all these different, but it's, it's the way that they do things. It's, it's okay to hold people accountable, you know, have to let people go in different, whatever, like redeployment in the workforce, what we call it sometimes, but then, but then you coach them up, coach them out. But but here's what I want to like the caveat between coach them up and coach them out is the time. I used to give people way too much time coaching them up and coaching them out. Like you'd give people long periods, like sometimes a year when it just wasn't working out. Like you have to be as a business owner or any type of leader, you have to be able to have the ability to identify if people are going to make it really, really quick. If people people aren't performing, you have to, you have to make sure that you are holding them to holding them accountable, giving them the right tools, all these different things, but, but coaching them out if they're not performing and not doing those things. And so I was not, I was looking at the things, I was looking at things where it was more of a citizenship thing and people like to be held accountable because they they like to they like that scoreboard. Right? They like to know how they're doing. They like to know what you think of them. They like to know what their peer. They like to know how they're doing compared to other people. Like, you know, I just put a simple scoreboard up with our salespeople and our stores and our GMs and stuff. And now I I went to one of my stores. Um, was it this morning? I think it was this morning. Goodness, dude, my my days are all over the place. This morning, and I saw that the scoreboard was printed out, and there were some highlights on it. And you know, they, they, these guys, you know, you talk a big game, but when you rate, you know, everybody in our entire company, maybe you're not even in the top 20, not even the top 10 in what you do. And so just being held accountable and creating a little bit of a, a competition, a healthy competition in the group has been huge for us because people like to know what they're doing. They like to, they like to have a goal and chase it because accountability usually has to 
you know, it, it is surrounded by a goal or an objective of what you're trying to accomplish that you're being held accountable with. And that's why you got to be so good at knowing exactly what your, what your goal and your objective is in your job or what you're trying to do. Now, like it sounds silly that I, I mean, the, the company grew, God, I wish uh, there's a saying and I'm going to post it on social media. Vinny, don't, don't let me forget to post this on social media, but there's a saying by um, a guy that is like, you know, when you're growing, oh man, I'm going to butcher it. But basically it was like, when you're growing complexity, you, you, when you're growing, you get more complex and complexity kills the growth. And so that is exactly what I did. We were growing super, super fast. I mean, you got to think we went from 12 million to 13 million to 65 million in sales. When we're growing that fast, you start to think you need all these complexity. You need to think these managers, these systems, these processes, all these things. And then like what you really focus on, you get further away from it. And that's what I did. I got way far, 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 far away from it. And then now realizing that that wasn't being done the way I wanted it to be done or the way it really should have been done or something, you know, now I'm getting super, super into it. And I'm literally, you know, we made some changes, you know, and what we can talk about that as well is you got to be able to expand and contract with your business. You have to be able to expand and contract people. I mean, our market, our industry, everything is down, right? Like, you know, I, as much as I want to say it's a mindset and different things, it's just the facts are the facts are and the spades a spade, right? You got to own the truth. And so we've had to, you know, recently contract, um, you know, with the market and with especially going into the winter, but there's nothing wrong with that. Now, will you get lit up by some of these people? Yeah. Will you have stuff on social media? Yeah. But at the end of the day, like you have a fiduciary responsibility to do what's best for the company. Even if you're just an employee or an individual, like you have a responsibility to do the best you possibly can be and do, or, or, or do the best you can possibly do within the company. And you know, we, you have to be able to do that, but that doesn't mean that you have bad culture. That doesn't mean that you, ha you don't care. I care so much. Like it, that, like it rips my heart out when I have to let people go. And some of them very close to me. Some of them were actually my blood family. And I, I hate that. I, I hate that. I did not build the company for that. But at the end of the day, you have to be able to expand and contract with the markets, with the industry, what's going on. But, you know, I see it as an, a beautiful opportunity. Now we, we, we're, we're just in doing some things, um, you know, what we got to do here, but it's a beautiful, beautiful opportunity to see how good you can get and, or see how good we can get. And I can be depressed and be like, oh yeah, like this is that, this is, that. no, every single day I'm, I'm, I'm charged up. My energy as an, my energy as it is at an all time high. I have never felt so good in this bad time. It is okay to admit that you're either down that like, it's okay. Cause uh, trust me, you are not the only one feeling it. And I'm feeling it in a major, major, major way. I mean, a major way. I mean, not knowing if you're going to make it, you know, here and there, like, it's just crazy. Right. And so it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to own that. It's okay to have some of those conversations with your high, high up leaders to be like, Hey, like we got to make some changes to this and to that. It's okay to do that. But I want you to know you're not alone. And a lot of people are feeling it in, in a lot of different areas. And so if you are in that and you have to expand and contract with, with people, it's okay. Make sure, you, I mean, the best advice I can do is to do it once. Do it all at once. If you have multiple people you need to lay off in different departments and different states and this and that and the other, do it once. Um, 
and it sucks, but just do it once. Then everybody left over, you have a powwow and say, okay, this is the team, let's go. And then, you, you know, you keep those, those, those high performers, those L4s and L5s that we always talk about and the levels that are more, you know, autonomous and do their own thing and whatever. Like you, you, you got to just create that team that is going to, going to figure it out. If it's, if you're hemorrhaging cash, you're hemorrhaging this, it's okay. And then it's triage and how you get through the storm or whatever. But I want you to know that it's okay. But the biggest thing is, is you have to create that culture, create that winning culture where maybe you have been like me that you've been more focused on the citizenship. You've been more focused on distracted things. You've been more focused on other businesses. Like I can go on and on about everything I've been distracted with and other businesses and trying to do things that I don't want to do and all these different, where now I'm hyper-focused on the dealerships. That is everything I do all day long. And I am literally working like 12 hours a day, seven days a week. And I'm okay with that right now. I mean, hopefully I don't have to do that forever, but at the end, like right now I got to do what it takes. Like I'm driving trailers hundreds of miles a week, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles a week to just make it happen. But like now I'm wearing mini hats because we had to make some adjustments here and there, but you just got to do what it takes. And so when you're creating that winning, when you're thinking about this, like I, I really, 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 really want you to think about this, of, of how the winning culture and how you could set that standard and, 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 and have that actual data of like those numbers where you have to hit and hold people to a standard and hold them accountable. They have to hit what you want them to hit, you know, or it's kind of, it's like do or die. Like you're going to make it or not make it. I remember when I worked at GNC, I had to hit the numbers. If I didn't hit the numbers, I got let go. And I always thought that, oh, like I'm going to create, you know, this and that where that doesn't really matter. Well, you know, in a lot of facets, you know, you could, the way you do things can be much, much better than what my bosses did at GNC. But at the end of the day, like you, you have a responsibility to perform. You have a responsibility, like, you know, if you're a public trader or whatever, like you got, you got shareholders, you got investors, you got people like you got to perform. And so if you create that road, that roadmap to, be, to do that with your people and hold them accountable and create that winning culture, I believe magic can happen. What I've been able to do in the last six weeks is insane. I have completely like, and I hate saying me, but I'm going to own that it was me because I kind of started the trend, but we have been able to change drastically the trajectory of the company. Now, are we out of the clear? No, like we still got a long road ahead of us and that's just an industry thing because of interest rates and this and that and the other um, inventory problems, manufacturing problems, like a lot of things outside of my control. But what I decided to do is I came back from visiting a gentleman that is crushing it, doing 600 million in sales, uber profitable right now, and just, just like dominating the space. And I learned a lot from him in a very, very short period of time. I learned a lot about you know, holding people accountable. I learned a lot what a winning culture looks like. I learned a lot about how to operate a business. I learned a lot about how to get a dealership operating how I, you know, it should be, or, you know, should be operating, or I think it should be operating. And it's just been, it's been crazy to see what we've been able to do in, in six weeks. And I'm excited to see what we do in another six weeks. Like I, like my season's almost over in this RV industry. Um, you know, October, you know, really is when my season's down. So we got really like basically six weeks left of the season. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what we do. And I know that we're putting together, you know, the dream team, um, to, to make this happen. It's really, really important um, 
to find to find a mentor that is where you want to be not just someone that is a social media person that talks a big game and all these things finding andy was a complete godsend and to tell you the story about how i believe god works in crazy ways and mysterious ways and everything happens for a reason is i thought sales was so good that i didn't need sales training but i was so stupid right and so i go visit this gentleman i go visit his dealerships they're selling more more out of this one location than i'm selling in my entire company and he's telling me like, hey, you got to go be like a Grant Cardone and Andy Elliott. You got to go learn. You got to do this. You got to do hold people accountable. Sales, this trackers, like all these things. It just, I was like, wow, like, what have I been doing the last five years? Like, I've been so focused on the things that wasn't driving the business. It was just kind of holding. Like, it was just, it's crazy. I hope you guys are learning something because I'm just kind of spitballing. Like, I'm just kind of showing you get a little bit lower in my heart on my sleeve right now of just the things that I've learned. But it, it, it's, it's. Lost me millions, and in the next last six weeks, it's made millions. So it's like it's been kind of crazy. Now I got a lot to make up, but just watch me. We're we're gonna freaking my my belief is so 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 big and so much right now that you you can't stop me. And but but finding Andy, so like I you know I'm flying home. You know after I talk with this gentleman, I'm flying home on a Sunday. My flight gets delayed like five and a half or six hours, whatever. I'm sitting on the tarmac for freaking forever, so long they made us deplane and go fill. Like fuel back up at the gate, get back on the plane and fly home. So I'm playing freaking all day, and watching these YouTube videos of Andy, I'm like, man, this guy. Like it, everything started to apply so much more because now I saw the game that was supposed to be played, and now I'm lining everything up of what you know all these sales guys and Andy's saying, and then I'm like, oh, how, like it's just it's hitting me. Like I'm just, and I'm literally like bawling on the plane. Like thinking, like, why did I do this? What was I looking at? What, how was? How did I build the company? Like, like, just, just crazy. Now, like I said, I wouldn't build a great company, but then this revenue thing and the sell stuff has been—it's really what we do. Like, that's how we drive our revenue in our business. And so, on Monday morning, I land late on Sunday. On Monday morning, I go right to the dealership with with uh, meet with one of my general managers, and I'm on fire. I'm telling him everything that I want to do. I'm telling him the processes. I'm telling him the systems that we're doing. I'm telling him about the sales, like the focus, everything. I'm saying, you know, get out of this office. Boom, down on the sales. Like we're just doing, we're just I'm doing that. Tuesday, same thing. Wednesday, um, same thing. And I get called to go to a dinner by my buddy Keaton. You know, wants me to come up to his house and go to dinner. Sure, what's you know, what a dinner. And guess who's there? Andy Elliott. Had no idea he was coming. Like, we have a lot of mutual friends, all these different things. And so we had a long conversation with him and his RV specialist, Ian. And, you know, president, vice president of sales, something like that. Big big guy, you know, at the Elliott group. And everything just started hitting me and just applying so, 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 like, deeply to me. And it's so important to find yourself a mentor. Like, right now in the season of my life, like, I need a mentor. I need someone that is so specific in my industry and so specific with dealerships, it's crazy. And I didn't really know who that was or who would be other than and maybe someone who is one of my competitors who they're not going to tell me anything. And so it's crazy to think that like just I didn't even like five days before I met him, I had no idea that I needed him. And then which is crazy, like you guys are probably going to think I'm the dumbest person in the world, but really didn't understand what it meant. Couldn't put two and two together, all these things. So hearing that I needed to be like him and then three days later meeting him for the first time. But when we have a lot of mutual friends, Aaron Williamson, who's a part of the group and we spoke together once and we, you know, we, 
you know, so we, but I never really sought after it because I'm thinking, you know, I know you're good at sales, but we're, we got the process down. We're good. We're this, we're that. And then really understanding how the game was played. Like we were playing like, like little kid basketball versus these NBA players, right? Like what I was thinking, we were crushing it in what we were doing. And then they go look at really how the game is played. And I was like, it blew my mind. And so like having someone specific in, in, in mentoring and getting advice from someone like that is just so, so important. So to wrap up this episode, really identify that winning culture and really, really figure out, are you operating? Are you playing the game? Are you playing in the big man's league? Are you playing up? Like, are you playing where your competitors are? Like really identify. I never really paid attention to that. I never really cared. Like I thought that I was doing all my, all crushing all those things and take like an audit of yourself in because you can't just have culture you can't just have sales you have to have them merge together you can't just like you got to have culture and production like you have to have culture and like being held accountable culture like like it's a it's a synergistic thing that you have to be make sure that is running at all times but in business obviously you got to make sure that your production and your you know you're doing what you need to be do to make your business still stay open while you're introducing this culture because it's a marriage of of that. And so take like a, you know, an audit of making sure that you're paying attention to the drivers of your business, but then how can your culture emphasize that driver of the business? See, I was so focused on like, like tunnel vision on people and culture that I never paid attention to what they were doing. Like that's dumb. You know, me being the CEO, I'm not really paying attention to what they're doing where I cared more about the citizenship grade than I did about what they were doing. It's gotta be a marriage. So I'm just telling you guys this because I wanted to, you know, you had an inside scoop of what's going on on me, going on with me, my life, the company. And here's something cool that I'm going to start doing. I'm going to start doing a lot of these solo episodes because I want to tell you guys what's going on. I want to bring you along the journey that I'm going through right now. I'm going through a lot of pain. I'm going through a lot of agony. I'm going through hell. I'm, I've got, you know, we'll go into the deals that I've gotten blown up. We go into the, you know, individual in this industry that you guys would all know that as a multi-billionaire that tried to make me go bankrupt on purpose, that tried to, to get infiltrate our company and do some crazy things that literally, like I've had the, the, the enemy coming after me, but I'm, I want you guys to come along on this journey and I'm going to have so much fun with this. Because this is the raw me. This is the raw business. This is the things that no one's going to tell you. But because I don't, I want to help. I want you to be hyper aware. I want you to know that it's okay. And I want you to, to take this and think about it. Replay this and just think about it. Hit me up if you have questions. I'm on social media and different things. Like if you actually have questions of what, what you need to do or, if, you know, anything. And it's okay. Like I just want to let you know it's okay plan do check it adjust make a plan do it check it adjust it constantly and it's okay if you have to constantly shift and see what's what's going on and i will catch you all on the next episode of culture camping